unveiling the secrets A-list copywriters use to make themselves and their clients millions. This is the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. Welcome back to the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. David, how are you doing today? Nathan, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. And it looks like from the people watching the video that we've got a fifth time returning champ guest for the podcast today. So I'm going to shut my mouth and tune in and uh, play the role of the listener for this episode. All right. Well, you're right. Five times our returning champion, Joshua Lee Henry, the high-powered copywriter and copy chief. He should be a familiar name and faced you by now with all of his previous great appearances on this show. And he's talked about leads and offers. He even did the first and only Old Masters series as a guest on this show about John Caples. Joshua, as you may remember, has a very impressive copywriting background and is currently copy chief for Money and Markets, an imprint of Agora's Banyan Hill Company. Today's show with Joshua is a little different. Instead of tips on writing copy, to be blunt, we're talking about getting jobs. As you may have noticed, the copywriting world is in a very uncertain state. We've got a perplexing economy that is roaring along Lowest unemployment in decades as more and more people are hanging on by their fingernails. That's one reason for the uncertainty. Another is the rapid growth of AI, especially chat GPT. Will it replace human copywriters, many people wonder? Well, in the financial copywriting space, no, not at least not this year. All you have to do is listen to what Joshua has to say. Because if you know what to look for, and where to look, you'll find there are opportunities galore right now. But first, here's an opportunity you'll never want to miss out on. Copy is powerful. You're responsible for how you use what you hear on this podcast. And most of the time, common sense is all you need. But if you make extreme claims and or if you're writing copy for offers in highly regulated industries like health, finance, and business opportunity, you may want to get a legal review after you write and before you start using your copy. My larger clients do this all the time. So Joshua, welcome. Thanks for coming back. And could you describe the financial copywriting landscape for us to start? Absolutely, David. And I just want to say, you know, thank you so much for having me. And I'm so glad to give this show because Uh, Like, as you said, a lot of people in the copywriting world right now, especially financial copywriters or people interested in getting into financial copywriting, they're a little gun shy. You know, maybe they've heard about AI and how that's disrupting the freelance space. Maybe they've heard about some of the lawsuits over the last several years with Agora and even here recently in the last couple of months with some of the smaller publishers. Maybe they've heard of some of the layoffs, you know, that have happened in the industry. And so it is a very changing time right now in the financial copywriting industry. And as I was consulting and and working with newer copywriters and and helping Agora as a whole find and place copywriters in their international divisions, as well as here at the domestic companies like Money Map Press and Oxford Club and even the Stansberry companies over at MarketWise, I started looking at the research and just really diving into like, is, is there an opportunity here? Are are the naysayers that are saying financial publishing is dying, you know, are they right? Or what is the truth? And so 
just like I would research a financial promo, I began diving into the research and the statistics. And what I found, David, is incredible. What I found is that no, financial publishing is not dying, but it is changing. And for those with eyes to see right now, the opportunity is tremendous. And the core reason why is because of three main facts. Number one, there are more people investing right now than ever before in history. Now, it sounds crazy. If you read the mainstream financial news, if you turn on CNBC, if you flip open the Wall Street Journal, you would think that the sky was falling, that, you know, that uh, the markets are in the dumps. But I got news for you. Big tech is up incredible this year. Amazon and Apple stocks are up 40%. NVIDIA, if, if, and I know not everybody that listens to this, you know, follows the stock market so closely, but big tech stocks right now are up big time. And there are more people investing right now than there were pre-2008, before the great, the great Recession. And so we have hit the same peak that we've been at for 25 years with people investing, more than ever. So even though there's a lot of gloom and doom in the news, people are still investing. People are still making money and stocks are still going up. And financial is one of those three eternal niches that will never go away. As long as we have the opportunity to make money in America, we don't have a, a central banking digital currency. We don't have a universal basic income yet. We're not a socialist country yet. As long as we have the ability to make and generate money, people will be investing in financial and they will be turning to experts and guides to give them advice. Oh, okay. But how does that translate to jobs for copywriters? If I, if I may. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, to I totally understand. Yeah. And so more people are investing right now. There's more money flowing into the markets right now than ever before. And there are easier ways to invest right now than ever before. And the way that this translates to copywriters is that the market for financial has grown beyond just the traditional newsletter space. There now are direct response companies in financial that we're working with and that I'm uh, you know, talking to leaders in and, and helping find copywriters for, for these, these companies that are using direct response copy and financial copy in places like real estate investing, raw land investing, digital and crypto opportunities. The fintech market alone is huge. The fintech market alone is projected to grow into a $1.4 trillion market by 2030. That's okay. bigger than- and, and, yeah. and fintech is kind of an industry term. Could you yep. define it? Yeah. Fintech would be like financial technologies. And so you probably have a cell phone app for your bank or maybe your insurance company or maybe yeah. a broker account if you're an investor. PayPal, Stripe, Square, those little square devices that you see at the farmer's market when they swipe your card. Those are all examples of fintech. But there are other examples as well. There are plenty of websites, NerdWallet, Credit Karma, these big websites that incorporate digital big data for stock screening services, for financial budgeting services, especially right now, you know, in 2023, Smart Blogger, LinkedIn, and Upwork all recommended fintech and personal finance copywriting as the number one highest paying niche for freelance writers in 2023. Okay, that sounds good in terms of the expert big picture thing, but are there actual companies hiring right now? Most definitely. You know, the biggest example I can think of right now is Stansbury Research, one of the MarketWise companies. They just went on a complete hiring spree and hosted the first ever financial boot camp that they've done since pre-2008. And they hired eight copywriters. I helped one of them get in with that company just here recently. They just hired eight copywriters. Money Map Press is hiring copywriters right now. Banyan Hill is hiring production, email, editorial staff, proofreaders. The MarketWise companies, when you look at Agora, 
Agora is the company that, that Bill Bonner and Mark Ford own. And they're the parent company from Money Map Press and Banyan Hill, the company I work for at Oxford Club and a few others. And then there's the MarketWise division. The MarketWise division is the family of companies that is actually publicly traded on the stock market. And this might be a little bit complicated for your listeners, but it's they're like sister companies that are public companies. And this is where you have Legacy Publishing, Stansberry, Chaken Analytics, Tradesmith, Investor Place Media. If, if your audience is familiar with financial VSLs, they see these ads all the time for these companies. And these companies are hiring right now. They're hiring writers, marketers, emailers, again, production assistants, and so uh, editorial staff. Obviously, for a copywriting audience, there's great opportunity there in the copywriting and marketing-specific opportunities, but they're all hiring right now. And the market-wise stock itself is up 60% for the year. Uh, oh, okay. I'm going to be a little aggressive with you today, if you don't mind, Joshua. Why is this the first time I've heard about this? I don't, you know, David, I honestly don't know. I think that it's just like the typical news, you know, news media, they make, they, they make money on the fear porn. You know, they make all their money, you know, pushing fear and doom and gloom. I have no idea. I had people coming to me saying, you know, I'm terrified that AI is going to take my job. There's no opportunity in financial copywriting. Nobody will hire me. That's not the reality that I see on the other side. I'm getting flooded. I have hired three copywriters to write emails at Banyan Hill in the last 60 days. And I paid them each $100 to write email for me. And so I think what has happened is that some of the publishers got too aggressive in making cuts last year, and they laid off more people than what they should have just to get their balance sheets in order. But now, since things are turning around and st top stocks are back up, these writers, these senior writers and other copy chiefs like myself, we don't have time to fulfill all the supplemental copy that's constantly required. I mean, we send over, we send emails to over half a million people every single day for my franchise. And I, right now, my marketer came to me yesterday with the need for 25 more emails that have to go out over this next week. I don't have okay. time to write. Those. Yeah, please. Okay. okay. No, that's, that's good. So let's break it down to make it very understandable for a copywriter. So you've got a, a new guru. Let's say he's, oh, I'm going to have fun with this. David G, he's a stock guru. And so you set up a David G service and you have maybe a VSL to promote it. What other copy do you need just to get that thing off the ground? And I'll just say this David G guy, he's super smart and very handsome. You know, he's got the smartest listeners in the entire podcast world, you know, so I'll just, you know, throw that out there right now, right? Thank so you. what a lot of people don't understand this, and I never realized it either until I got into the industry. That VSL, you have to have ads to get people to click on the landing page to sign up to view the VSL if there's an opt-in page. You have to have emails. And these emails, if it's a new product launch, could be getting people to sign up. And this is this is where the greatest opportunity is for new copywriters to financial today is writing these short form pieces like ads and emails, because there are three specific type of emails in particular that publishers will pay you to write today. I will pay you to write today. Number one is the hot list email. When you have a new guru and a new product, you're usually doing a product launch and you want to build up as much excitement as you can for that product launch. And so this is the email that I call something big is coming. This is the something big is coming email. And we're, with this, the emotion that you want to tease is anticipation. You want to build up this anticipation based around a desire for this new stock service, this new guru. And so you have to have those emails. Then once the promo launches or if there's an existing VSL that's running, you have to have never ending emails, assuming the promo is converting, to go to different lists, both inside of the main publishing company. Okay, let's well put some numbers on those never ending emails. Is that one a day, three a day, five a day, 10 a day? Easily three a day, three a day. 
And and how long could this cycle last? Could this be a month? Usually when we launch a promo at Money and Markets, the way that we do it, we launch the promo. We run that promo. We have the hot list for We have a pre-editorial buildup for three weeks where we are getting people on that hot list. Then mm-hmm. we have the hot list where we're delivering value through editorial content leading up to the promo launch. Then we have a week of the launch. So that's five weeks of emails right there. Then we typically will bring the promo offline. We'll keep it offline to create some, you know, desire and scarcity and things like that and, and limited nature of it, you know, to build up to the urgency. And then we will reopen it usually 45 to 60 days later. And there's a whole nother 10 day push of emails, you know, three emails a day, four emails a day, you know. Uh, uh, okay. So, you know, one thing I think is, is really interesting and a lot of smart people listening to this podcast will wonder is, yeah, okay, so th- that's great, but is, is this going to be another 2008? And, uh, and here's what I'm getting at. How many people are investing? How many people need this information? How many people aren't going to stockbrokers anymore that, that are going to, when you reach out to them, they say, yeah, I'd like to have a little more guidance on, on what to invest in and how to invest? Yeah, no, absolutely. There are more what are called self-directed investors right now than at any point in history including 65% of millennials that identify as self-directed investors. And a self-directed investor is somebody that would buy the Agora product in a nutshell. They aren't looking to their Merrill Lynch or Edward Jones or Raymond James brokers. They're not working with a big financial uh, advisory company. They want the guidance and expertise of a guru, somebody that can show them and guide them along the way, but they still want to maintain control of their portfolio. And so the term for that type of investor, that third path where they're not doing it on their own and they're not working with like a typical you know, certified financial planner, they are coming to the Agora type companies to get their investment advice. That term is called a uh, self-directed investor. And so that market has grown right now. It's a $54 billion market. There are more people investing on their own right now because they don't trust Wall Street, David. 54, Look at all the- $54 Billion, yes. Hey, let me ask you something. How would you like a complete copywriting course packed into a $10 Kindle book? Yeah? Then let me invite you to try Breakthrough Copywriting. It's only $10 and it's available now on Amazon as a Kindle. Breakthrough Copywriting was originally a $5,000 live seminar I held in Las Vegas. People flew in from all over the world to attend Breakthrough Copywriting. This Kindle book by the same name is a complete version of my four presentations at the seminar. If you would like to dig into copywriting basics or refresh the knowledge you already have, then you'll really like Breakthrough Copywriting. A-listers like John Carlton, Joe Sugarman, and Bob Bly give this book an A+, and you can read the reviews right on the Amazon site. This episode of the Copywriters Podcast is sponsored by Breakthrough Copywriting. Check this book out at Amazon.com today. And now, back to the Copywriters Podcast program, already in progress. When you look at the number of crypto millionaires, this is crazy. There are 80,000 Bitcoin millionaires right now as, as of May 2023. That number doubled in the first six months of 2023. Okay, I'll say that again. 80,000 Bitcoin millionaires. Okay, and they probably want to figure out what else to do with the money because they know their Bitcoin is going to like... Yeah, and the thing is a lot of these Agora companies and MarketWise companies are incorporating crypto recommendation type services. And right now, this this is, while we are recording this, 
there is a lawsuit going on right now between Coinbase and Binance with the SEC suing both of those. Those are the two largest crypto exchanges. I, I saw that. I think Coinbase dropped yesterday as, as we're speaking. All right. Let me challenge you. And, and this this is old information, right? And when I say old, I mean like five or 10 years old. But in, in today's financial world, that could be 50 or 100 years old. When I was doing a lot of consulting for Agora Financial, which is one of the Agora companies, they said... And they said it more than once, and they even had a little bobblehead to represent it, that their avatar, I hate to use that yep. word because it really means something else, but their target customer is a guy named Bob. And Bob's 65 years old, he's white, he's conservative, and he's a dentist. Yep. And obviously they're not all that, but that, that was like the sweet spot of, of who they were aiming at. Now, millennials are not 65. And it, it seems like we have a more diverse population than ever. We have more women than ever who have money and control of it and, you know, are doing really well with, with income. So we know that Bob was interested in, in this, but you're, you're saying the world has increased in the younger generations as to who would be the target for this stuff. I just wanted to bring that up, not to uh, wave a flag for Bob, but just to find out have things changed? It absolutely has. And that Bob avatar that you described, you know, that that middle age in the 60s, typically a conservative, you know, white male for the most part, that has been the standard financial publishing avatar for decades, you know, 40 years, you know, Bill Bonner started Agora in the 1970s, right? So that has been the primary avatar, but you're exactly right. Think about this. The Robinhood traders in 2020, that followed the meme stock craze and the Wall Street bets craze on Reddit. All of those traders that got into the market during 2020 and, and began investing never before had they, the primary uh, demographic for that audience is millennials. There are more women now trading since 2020 because of the way that the world shut down and the craziness that happened. There are more women and minorities trading right now than ever before. One of the companies that I chief some writers that, that work at there, uh, Tim Sykes, He's known as the millionaire trader, you know, the, the millionaire uh, millennial trader. And he's made his brand and business based on targeting younger demographics. And so there are a lot of different marketing efforts right now targeted towards millennials, towards women, to different minorities, because you're right, that demographic of Bob, that is changing. That's still by and large the majority of who that audience is, but it is changing and it's changing fast. Yeah, and maybe this is a little off topic, but it seems like the lower you go in age, the more diverse the population is, to the point where at, at some point, white people may be the minority in this country. You know, it's absolutely right. And it's crazy because, and this might be a little bit too into the social sciences, I was trained as a social scientist, but the you know, for generations, the baby boomers have been the biggest generation in the world. You know, depending on who you read, it's between, you know, 68 million and 72 million. Yeah, David, this is, you know, this is hey. your generation. Yeah. You know, so if you're between 68 and 72 million people, the biggest generation since the baby boomers, not Generation X, not their children, it's the millennials, my generation. True. And that is also a 73 million person generation. And that's who the investing audience makes up primarily of. You've got two different ends of the spectrum. You've got the baby boomers and the millennials. And the millennials right now, they're, you know, they're in their mid 30s to mid 40s. They're, you know, getting married. They're in the, entering their highest income earning years. They're buying homes. They're having children. You know, their net worth is growing right now because they've matured out of that post-college phase. They actually have a job and they're they're building their career and they're investing for retirement. 
Okay, this is really good background. It's opened my eyes, even though I saw your notes before actually talking about it. And um, I'm sure it's opening the eyes and ears of our subscribers and listeners, viewers. But let's do a let's do a, a lightning round training on yeah. if if a copywriter they have some experience, any experience, what do they do to approach a financial publisher? Absolutely. And I, I try to I can't help everybody, but I can help somebody. And so I get flooded with messages on LinkedIn and through email every week asking if we're hiring, are we hiring, are we hiring? And uh, you know, in the instances that we are, I've been able to make those introductions when I've been able to refer people to other publishers I have. The thing that I would say is if you're an aspiring financial copywriter, don't message a publisher or a copy chief and ask if they're hiring. Instead, provide value up front, add value first and show them why they need to hire you. Say that again. As a copy chief and somebody that gets cold emails every day on LinkedIn and through email, mm -hmm. don't send me a message asking if I'm hiring. Send me a message that shows me I need to hire you. Okay. Se show, don't tell. Send me a message that shows I need to hire you. And I'll give you an example of that, David. I have people, it's very easy once you start seeing these front ends, you see these ads, you see the advertorials, you know it's running, maybe you see something on YouTube. I have people, and these are the people that I hire and that I go out of my way to get people jobs. They send me an email and they say, hey, Joshua, you don't know me, but I see your copy chief at Banyan Hill. And I saw this promo for Adam O'Dell, my guru, who I write for, the front end called Infinite Energy. And I know that you guys run a lot of ads and emails. You're probably busy working on your new promo. Here are five ads I wrote for Infinite Energy. Tell me what you think. If you like them, let me know. And I always save those and I send them to my marketing team. And I say, hey, we're going to have an opening one of these days on a network to run an ad. If we need something and I'm busy working on my new pro promo, here are a couple ads I got. Let me know if you run these and we will pay that copywriter. And that has happened. Or people write me and they say, here's an email. I got an email for such and such promo or I saw this promo. I wrote some lift notes in the financial copywriting world. Emails are called lift notes. I wrote some uh, lift notes. Let me know what you think. And I take those. I do the exact same thing. I email them to our marketing team. I say, hey, if we have an opening, because we always have openings. Remember, I said we send emails every day, four or five different emails to these lists every day. There's going to be an opening. Something's going to, you know, somebody's going to need copy one day when I'm too busy to write it. And I say, run these emails. I'll make some edits to them. I'll get the footnotes. I'll get them through legal. Let me know when we run them and I'll pay those copywriters. I'll pay them a hundred bucks for that email. Now, to have now, hundred bucks, you might think, hey, you know, that's that's not, that's not going to change anybody's life necessarily. But guess what? Now you have a portfolio example that you can include to show other publishers. Hey, I wrote this email for Josh Willie Henry and Banyan Hill, and they paid me a hundred bucks for it. You know, and you can take that to another publisher and say, let me write some emails for you, and that opens up the door. Or I'm able to send that person, that copywriter, to a, a contact that I have in the financial publishing space and say, hey, this person's got some talent. They took initiative. They're hungry. They're eager to learn, and they took my feedback well. If you have an opening, you should talk to this person. Okay, I want to step back big picture for a second on what you said. First of all, thank you. That's incredibly valuable information. There's a principle at work, I believe. And the principle is, if you want to be a successful copywriter, and it goes beyond financial, but we're talking about financial today, don't have an employee attitude, have an entrepreneurial attitude, show value first, take a risk, put a little on the line, be willing to see what happens. And I really love that advice. Now, if people would like more of the kind of guidance, like 10 or times 100, and also the opportunity to be introduced to these 
financial publishers with a recommendation from someone like you. Could you talk about the world of financial copywriting? Because you have a special offer. Absolutely. And I just, before I get into that, I just want to say very practically, don't send, if you're a writer sending, you know, me or another copy chief copy, don't send me a headline and a lead. That's too much work to edit. Focus on the email and the ads. Those are the money skills. And that's what we teach in the world of financial copywriting. You're much more likely to get paid and have your copy ran if it's something small like a email or an ad, as opposed to a headline and a lead. The world of financial copy is something that I partnered with Kevin Rogers, and we enlisted the help of many of Agora's top publishers and copywriters, including Aaron DeHogue over at Banyan Hill, the CEO there, to come in and give a specialized training on what it takes to get somebody from completely new, ground zero, never written financial copy before, to being able to write copy that we can run that makes sales and that adds value to our customers' lives. And so we have a a core eight-part module training system with publishers, copywriters, marketers from in and outside of Agora that have given these trainings. And part of that, this training program, is a live community aspect where we get ongoing live coaching and feedback from myself and other copy chiefs, again, from within and without of Agora, giving feedback to these new writers on their copy to get their copy up to snuff, to where they have the confidence and the ability to write this stuff and, and have it be good enough so we would run it, so a publisher would run it and get paid. In addition to the course and the community, we have ongoing calls. And obviously, David, I'm so honored to have you as a guest to help share some of uh, your experience from you know Agora Financial, but other big names that we have on the docket soon, Mark Ford. Mark Ford is going to come in and do a special guest training. This is the you know the co-founder of Agora. How much better that you know can you get than that? You know, but you and Mark Ford, you know, that's that's all we need, buddy. Thank you. Now, this promotion has already passed, so the door is officially closed, but uh, you and Kevin are kind enough to open the card up again for a few days after this podcast airs, maybe five days or so forth, and we've got a, a link there, Is that, and there's a discount too, is there not? There is the discount. Yeah. And that's all on the, on the page that we'll include in the link. And, and the thing with that, again, you know, we, we wanted to do something special for your audience and you said it best. It's, it's training, but it's also, it's also the opportunity to get hired. It's the fastest way to get your foot in the door in financial copywriting. And we've had members that have never considered financial before, but you know, they, they ended up, you know, hearing somebody talk on a, uh, one of our coaching sessions and they thought, Hey, maybe I could do that. And then they've gone and gotten jobs. You know, there's one person in our club, her name's Tanya. She was a former art and literature teacher in Singapore. And yet now she's writing for Stansbury and Company. You know what I mean? Uh, I've got another friend, Dave, who was a, uh, in a, a foreign language interpreter for the Brazilian government. And now he's writing copy with Evaldo Albuquerque, you know, at Next Face Media. So yeah. the copywriting career path is often windy. And my advice would be if you've got an interest, check it out, go through the page and take advantage of that, you know, discount opportunity. And I think you might be pleasantly surprised at, at what's available for you. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's a great thing you're doing. I'm glad to be a guest in a few months, I guess. And, um, wow. Thank, thank you for extending the offer for copywriters podcast listeners and viewers. Absolutely. Glad, glad to David. Okay. Joshua, I'm just going to say, Number one, you started off the show talking about central bank, digital currencies, universal basic incomes, and how the news is basically fear porn. And then you turned it around into a message of empowerment and positive outlook. And 
And that takes some skill, and I feel like you're a brother from another mother having listening to this podcast episode. So thank you so much for coming on, and I would just like to just add the two cents. It's been my experience that financial and supplements are two of the best places to write for, and man, you just nailed it with this episode. So thank you so much for coming on, and we will make sure that we have the Copy Chief link in the show notes for people that want to check that out. I was just going through the sales page, well, miniature sales page for it, and I am about to pull out my wallet. So (laughs) good work on that, and thank you again for coming on, man. Hey, I appreciate it. Thank you very much, guys. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for thanks for number five, Joshua. This was great. Maybe the best. All right. And if you enjoyed this episode and you want to catch more episodes where Joshua has been a guest on the Copywriters Podcast, copywriterspodcast.com is the best place to go. And until next time, we will catch you later. Hey, did you enjoy today's show? Want to help get it into the ears of more listeners? Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app. This is the Copy and Funnels Podcast Network.